time, I believe the kids can be dismissed as Sunday school. I forgot to mention that a moment ago. Okay, so I forget in the future, in offering time, y'all can just make your merry way over there to Sunday school. And... It's good to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday mornings. Amen. Amen. It is, uh, the Bible says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. And I believe that there is a spirit of unity in the house this morning. Uh, we're joining together, as the Bible says, with people of like precious faith. And it is precious faith. It is precious. It is something wonderful. Amen. Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And there's something about hearing the truth, the word of God preached, uh, that brings deliverance. It brings deliverance. Amen. We don't ever want to be a church that sugarcoats the gospel, but delivers it plainly. Amen. Uh, in a digestible format, in a digestible way. Uh, but the word of God works. Amen. The word of God works. It's a preaching that saves and it's the teaching that keeps and we need preaching and teaching and we had some teaching this past uh, Wednesday night and uh, God has been helping us on Wednesday nights and God has been moving in great ways uh, Sunday mornings but midweeks as well for the midweek service and uh, God is helping us to go forward and there is there is increase all around us there is revival a spirit of revival and uh, this is God's church, and I'm thankful to be a part of God's church. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we'd like to stand and read from the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 27. Amen. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 27. If you have it, say amen. 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 Everybody should say amen. It's on the screen here as well. Thank you, Sister Gina. Amen for serving. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord. This is something that the people of God were saying, that my way is hid from him. In other words, God doesn't know which way I take. God doesn't know where I'm at, where I'm at. Where I'm at is hidden from him. That's how they thought. My way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from my God or my cause. The cause uh, that I have brought before the Lord is he's passed over it. Uh, that is the way in which the people of God felt in verse 27, that that they were hidden from God. They were incognito from God. God didn't know where they were, and God didn't know the cause in their life. And then verse number 28, a few verses of Scripture that I love, it says, Hast thou not known, and hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. 
He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. They shall walk and not faint. And if you could turn a few more pages to the right. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse number 14. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse number 14. But but Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. And I want to preach for a few moments this morning on this thought. Not forsaken and not forgotten. Not forsaken. And not forgotten. Amen. If we could set our Bibles aside and ask the Lord to help us today. Would you pray that God would anoint me today. And anoint our hearts to receive the word of the Lord. God, we come before you in this place today. We humbly ask you, God, that you would speak to us, God. We pray, Lord, for the will of God to unfold before us today, God. I pray, Lord, for the unction of the Holy Ghost. Upon my lips of clay, God, I am but clay, I am but mud in the hands of God. I am nothing without you, God. But God, with you, God, all things are possible. And I pray today you would speak to our church, speak to us as a family today. God, I pray you would strengthen us, Lord, let the word of God get deep into our hearts today. And God, would you bring comfort today in this place. And we'll give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. God bless you. Can be seated. Amen. Not forsaken and not forgotten. Amen. Uh, this passage of scripture has taken place in the midst of uh, the people of God being in captivity. I believe it was either the Assyrians or the Babylonians at this time that they were uh, ruling over the people of God. And in this particular period of time, Jerusalem, the city of God, the place where God had uh, brought them, the place where God chose to put his name, Jerusalem, was regarded as in ruins. Amen. The city of God, the place where God was, uh, was in ruins. It was destroyed. Uh, the land was laid waste and desolate. The city and the temple of God were destroyed during this time. But they did not know that it was... Uh, uh, this in, in this particular passage of Scripture, this particular chapter, God begins to speak through the mouth of the man of God to His people to let them know that their captivity is about to end. Amen. And the people are about to be restored to their own land. And when everything around them had crumbled and become hopeless, the situation had become desolate, and there seemed to be no life around them and no joy in their in their midst. When all of these things begin to take place, God, amen, chose to remind them again that they were to put their trust in Him. Amen. And when, and when you face situations in life and you feel like perhaps, amen, you have been forgotten about, amen, the God of heaven, amen, doesn't even know where you're at, does not know your name and the cause which, which you brought before Him in prayer time after time. Amen. He has 
forgotten about and He does not know your prayer. He does not hear your petition. Amen. I want to preach this morning that you are not forgotten and you are not forsaken. Amen. But the God of heaven has His eyes upon this group of people on this Sunday morning. Amen. God sees and God knows exactly where we are here today. Amen. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. In the uh, last few months of, of my life, amen, I've been in awe of our little baby girl. And there were times, amen, when she would uh, maybe thought I wasn't looking and she was sitting and laying in the bed by herself. And the babies, you know, they, they think nobody's there. They begin to cause a fuss and they want to get your attention so they know that they're safe. And there are many times, amen, as you know, you have to put the baby down. You can't carry them all the time. You'd like to and they'd like to, but it's not feasible that we had to put the baby down the bed and we had to go around doing some things in the house. And, and the baby did not know in her limited state of being, uh, in her limited state of mind, that her daddy was watching her. And her daddy was constantly scanning and making sure, is she okay? And mommy was constantly checking on her. And the baby, but they couldn't see over the, the blankets. They couldn't see beyond their, their little area with which they were laying down. Uh, and I, I've, I've thought about this particular uh, scenario many times. How many times do we, as we're laying down and we're, we're trying to cause a fuss, we're trying to get the attention of God, and, and God is... Uh, God has watched us the whole time and God's got his eyes upon us and we think that we're forgotten about. We think that we're, we've been forsaken and the God of heaven has his eyes upon us and he's watching over us and he's protecting us. And in those times that the baby was there laying in the bed and causing a fuss, causing a stir, not knowing that dad was watching, not knowing that dad was was standing guard uh, over the door of his house and making sure there would be no intruders and, and watching over the house, watching over the little one and, and providing and making a way for her. And God is doing the same thing for us. There's so many times that we go through life and we wonder if God sees our estate and we, we wonder if God sees our state of being and where we're at. And what's going on in our lives. And we've brought our prayer before Him. And we've taken our cause before Him. And we can't hear a thing sometimes. And, and we think that God has forgotten. And we think that God doesn't hear. We think that we're forsaken. But all the while, amen, the God of heaven is watching. And He's protecting. And He's keeping you. And you may not see it now, but there's a hedge of protection around you. Amen. And God tells the devil how far he should go. Amen. God is watching out for His people. And Isaiah, if you read the entire chapter, Isaiah chapter 40, it records the awesome power of God. It records the awesome power of God. Because it's in Isaiah chapter 40 that it begins to tell you, amen, it begins to mention, make mention that God measures the waters in the hollow of His hand. God takes the waters in the earth and they're in the palm of His hand and God knows exactly how many cubic feet, God knows exactly how many molecules and how many bacteria, God knows exactly what's in the water. He weighs the waters of this earth. Amen. That's how powerful our God is. Isaiah would continue and says He meets out the heavens with the span. He is the one that stretches out the heavens. He is the one that throws the stars into their orbit and He puts the planets right where He wants them. He is the one that puts everything in its proper order and its proper 
placement. That's the God that we're serving today. He measures, in case you think, your life is so invaluable. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 that he measures the dust of the earth. Think about that for a moment. He knows how many dust particles are out there on that ground you walked over. Sister Judy, you put, you put the broom to it yesterday. He was watching. He knows the dust of the earth. How insignificant is dust? We want to get rid of it. We want it to get out of our house, off of our curtains, off of, off of our shutters, off of our blinds. We want it to get off of this and off of that. And we take the duster. We don't care about dust. We don't care about dust. We want it, we want it out of our homes. We want it dust free. We put filters on our AC units. We want to filter the dust out. We don't want the dust. It bothers us. It causes allergies. But God, he measures the dust of the earth. And he weighs the mountains, the Bible says. He weighs the mountains. I don't know if uh, uh, different uh, people that, that studied the earth, uh, geologists and, and the like, uh, if they've ever attempted to figure out the weight of a mountain. But God has. He figures out how much the mountains weigh. When you feel, uh, when God begins to speak in his word in the New Testament, that if you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to be thou removed. God has calculated his mind. That mountain weighs this amount of pounds. And this is what it's going to take for me to just move it in a moment. God, he weighs the mountains. He, he measures the waters in the hollow of his hand. He meets out the heavens with a span. He measures the dust of the earth. And then the Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 12, Amen. That none has counseled or can counsel him. He has infinite wisdom. He has infinite knowledge. He has infinite power. Amen. There's nothing that escapes the mind of God. There's nothing outside of his control today. And in case you're wondering if God is out of control. Amen. God is perfectly in control today. He has all power in heaven and in earth. His understanding is superior to that of all creatures of the earth. The Bible says in verse 15 of that chapter, Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the islands as a very little thing. Amen. There's nothing outside of God's control. Amen. God has absolute power, absolute authority. Amen. And God is measuring the dust of the earth. Amen. Take it to the bank that God has got his eyes upon you and me today. And God is listening to your prayer when you thought nobody was listening. When you thought nobody saw those tears coming down your face as you cried out to God. God was listening. And God was watching. And God had his hand upon you and I. Amen. And the Bible continues. Amen. And it begins to tell us that all the vast forests of Lebanon and all the beasts that roam there would not be sufficient to constitute a burnt offering. Amen. That should be a proper expression of His majesty and glory. And all the fowls of the air and all the beasts of the field, if you could offer it up, amen, as an offering to the Lord, would not be sufficient. Amen. Would not measure, would not match the majesty and the glory of God. 
And God wants to remind you today how powerful and how great He is and that God wants to be involved with your life. God wants to be involved in the life of every single family in this place. Amen. It's one thing for God to weigh the mountains and to measure the dust and to spread out the heavens. But what God really wants to do is God wants to direct your life. And God wants to be intimately involved in your life. And God wants to lead you. And God wants to guide you. And God wants to put His fingerprint upon your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And therefore, in spite of all of these things, in view of all these things, if God is so great and so glorious that the people should put their confidence in Him, They should believe that he was also able to save them. And they should wait upon him who alone could renew their strength. Amen. The entire scope and design of chapter number 40 of the book of Isaiah is to induce the people of God to put their reliance upon him. Who was about to come to vindicate his people and who would assuredly accomplish all of his promises. Amen. God is fixing to vindicate the people of God. Amen. I want to tell this church today, God is fixing to vindicate your prayers. God is fixing to vindicate, amen, your cry, the cry of your heart. When you reached out to God and you thought God was not listening and you wondered if God even knew where you were. I want to tell you today, He is my vindication. Amen. He's the one that answers by fire. He's the one that sees me. He's the one that will come through. He's the one that will make a way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we clap our hands unto Him right now? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And one day your prayers will be vindicated. One day your your petition before the Lord is going to be answered. Amen. The writer, uh, he said how the people felt in verse number 27, that my way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over. Amen. My way is hid from the Lord is a way of saying that my, my ways are not seen. They're not even noticed by God. Amen. God is ignorant of them. God doesn't know where uh, what I'm going through or what I'm dealing with. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's something to do with your family. Maybe I don't know exactly all that it would entail, but I want to tell you today, God knows your name and God knows exactly what you're dealing with and what you're facing. And as you'll find out in a few moments, it's imperative Amen. that there be in verse 31 a conjunction. Amen. That word but. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. God wants to give strength in this place today to somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God has seen the calamities of his people in Isaiah chapter 40. And God was fixing to vindicate his people. God was fixing, amen, to move in their life. But the the writer in Isaiah says in verse number 28, Hast thou not known? If for a moment you're dealing with doubt or confusion or some uh, thing that you can't quite figure out or put your finger on what's going on, 
Amen. I want you to reflect for a moment. And as the writer says, hast thou not known? Don't you know, amen, the things that God's done in your life? Don't you remember, amen, how God saved you, how God delivered you out of drugs and out of alcohol and out of promiscuity? Don't you remember how God brought your family back together? Don't you remember how God restored your marriage? Don't you remember how God touched your mind? Don't you remember how God healed you in an altar when you reached out to Him? Hast thou not known? Hast thou not known? Amen. Don't you remember all the things that God has done? And God, the writer says, hast thou not known? Don't you remember, amen, that rich Jewish heritage of how God brought you through the Red Sea? Don't you remember that rich Jewish heritage of how God brought you out of Egypt? Of how the pillar of fire by night was there over you and the cloud by day? Don't you remember how the manna came down from heaven? Don't you remember how the water came out of the rock? Don't you remember time and time again how I provided, how I healed, how I made a way, how I took care of you? Don't you remember what it was like before I got involved in your life? Hast thou not known? You've got you to remember back. You've got to think back. My life was on the line until God stepped in. My life was almost over. Amen. I should have been dead. I should have been hooked on drugs. I should have been messed up in another broken relationship. I should have been destroyed. I should have been uh, bankrupt. I should have been this and I should have been that. Amen. Such were some of you. Amen. But by the grace of God, God brought you out. And don't you remember all of the things that God's done? And so in a moment of weakness and you're wondering, does God know where I'm at? Has He forgotten about me? Has He forsaken me? I want you to look back on the rich heritage of what God has done in your life. Hast thou not known? And in case you're brand new to all of this, hast amen, thou not heard that the everlasting God Haven't you heard somebody tell you a story, a testimony of what God's done in in their lives? Amen. Have you not experienced it? And have you not heard it from somebody else? Amen. That the everlasting God, the God that was here before it all began, the God, amen, that spread out the heavens, the God that created time, the everlasting God, the Lord, the God of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the ends of the earth. Amen. The one who has existed from eternity. And unlike the idols of this world. Amen. He is eternal. Amen. He is the everlasting God. He's the everlasting father. Amen. When my father and my mother forsake me. The everlasting father picks me up. The everlasting God picks me up. And says I'll be a father to you. I'll be a father to you. I'll lead you and I'll guide you in the ways of truth. The creator of the ends of the earth. And the argument here is that he who has formed the earth could not be so exhausted or weary in so small a work as that of protecting his people. And that God, he doesn't faint. Some of you perhaps think, I've, I've been asking God for all of these things. God's probably sick and tired of me taking my petitions before him. God's probably sick and tired of, of just little old me coming day by day after day. God, 
Don't forget about me and my problems. In case you haven't heard it before, that's the best way to deal with your problems is take it to God. Some people take it to everybody else in the world, but they don't take it to God. But it's the one that takes it to God, and they just take it to Him, and they just realize, and they put their trust in Him that He's not going to be faint. He's not going to be weary of your continual coming before Him. In fact, God desires people that have that uh, uh, characteristic of importunity where they, they knock and they don't get an answer and they knock some more and they still hear nothing but they keep knocking and they keep knocking day by day. God, God, make a way for me. God, God, it's me. God, it's me. It's the creator of the ends of the earth. He fainteth not and neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. His wisdom cannot be measured. And it is impossible for, for our finite minds to fully and adequately search out all of the proofs of his wisdom and skill. For as that baby that I mentioned a moment ago, my baby, could only see that little small part of that bed. Could only see exactly where it was at. Couldn't see beyond that big fluffy pillow that was blocking it from rolling off the bed. Couldn't see those. It couldn't see beyond that. Amen. We just see some things in part, Sister Gina. But when we're face to face, we're going to see Him as He is. Amen. When we get into a higher plane with God and we allow God to take us higher, and we begin to see, oh, that's what that was for in my life. That's what that obstacle was for in my life. It was to keep me from falling. And those times I reached out to God, God had his eyes upon me. But God wanted me to learn faith and trust and dependence upon him. And to to put my full and complete reliance upon his infinite wisdom. His infinite wisdom. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Even the strongest, the ones with the most endurance, they're going to fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. Thinking back to when I was young, younger, and I was talking to Brother Miguel's son, Elijah, and we're talking about how I was telling him, I used to play basketball for hours. Me and Sister Monica's husband, Brother Josh, and Brother Paul. We would play all day long. And we would drink tea all day long. <laughs> we had a good time. We would play basketball all the time. We thought we were going to perhaps have a shot at the NBA. We thought if we play a few more hours every day, and we play seven days a week, and we learn to jump a little bit higher, we may have a shot because there's always Muggsy Bobes, and he was, you know, five foot eight. So everybody holds on to that Muggsy Bobes uh, hope or dream. Says, Even though I'm short, you know, and I'm not that good, there's still a chance if I try hard enough. And it's the beauty, really, of the American dream. But what I'm trying to say is we could play all day long. We could play, and, and I was talking to Elijah, and he, would, he plays all day long. I think Brother Terrence, you probably play all day long too. And, and a lot of us, when we're young and we love basketball, we play all the time. We don't get tired. We may come home for a quick snack and we go back out and play. Others may say, man, you're playing in that 100-degree weather there in the San Joaquin Valley. We don't know any different. We don't know any better. We just play and play and play. And there's that, that strength and that endurance of youth 
But the Bible says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Those that can just seem to go nonstop. Uh, I'm probably going to get to that stage eventually where my baby girl is going to go nonstop all the time. And I'm going to be wore out. I'm sure we're going to get there. And I'm going to wonder, does she stop ever? And, and that's the thing. There's a contrast in the word of God. The young, the youth, they shall faint. They're going to faint. They can't go all day. It may seem like it, but they're going to they're going to eventually fall. They're going to faint. They're going to be weary. But it's they that wait upon the Lord that shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord means to wait for his help. And there's something about uh, waiting upon the Lord. We sing a song. It says uh, he's in the waiting. I believe it's something along those lines. He's in the waiting. And when you're waiting upon the Lord, you're, you're discovering more of him. And you're, you're building that relationship with God. God, I don't have my answer yet. But I know you. I know you're going to give it to me. I know, God, you're hearing me. I'm just going to wait on the Lord. I'm just going to come and I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to wait on God. Uh, it doesn't mean you sit back and do absolutely nothing. Some people get the two mixed up and think, well, I'm going to wait upon the Lord. So you'll find me back there in that corner just sitting there. Sitting there. Sitting there. The years go by waiting on the Lord. Ten more years go by waiting on the Lord. And nobody ever, but when we step out, we say, I'm, I'm going to. To truly wait upon the Lord is to seek him, but to wait for his help. To seek him, to, to work while you're waiting. Work while you're waiting. And the phrase means to wait for his help. And here it properly refers to those who are suffering a long and grievous captivity in Babylon. And who had no prospect of deliverance but in him. This scripture was written for people in captivity. They didn't. They couldn't see was happening in the kingdom, in the upper echelons of the kingdom. They could, they did not know what was happening in the political world around them. They did not know that eventually that kingdom was fixing to come down. And that if they would just wait upon the Lord, if they begin to trust in God, amen, those walls were fixing to come down. And this, this scripture was written for people in captivity. They did not have any prospect of deliverance. They could not see beyond, amen, the 30-foot walls. They did not know what was coming. But if they wait upon the Lord, the Bible says they would renew their strength. And to renew their strength in the Hebrew, it commonly means to change or to alter. And then to revive, to renew, to cause to flourish again. And as an example, one writer says, as a tree that has decayed and fallen down. As a tree that has been cut down. As a tree that still has a stump. And there doesn't seem to be any hope. But somehow in the waiting, amen, a branch begins to come out of that tree stump. Somehow in the waiting, a twig begins to pop out. It begins to shoot out. And you begin to see a ray of sunshine. You begin to see a ray of hope. Because I'm waiting upon the Lord. And he's going to renew my strength. Amen. In Job chapter 14, verse number 7 says, For there is hope of the tree. If it be cut down, then it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. There is a hope that God wants to give to somebody in this place today that says, If I trust in His hand, if I wait upon the Lord, 
Amen. Even if there's just a stump, even if everything's rubble around me, God can bring life. God can bring order from my chaos. Oh, let's lift our hands and let's worship Him today. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The scripture says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. They, one writer, one translation says, Amen. They shall put forth fresh feathers like the molting eagle or like the aging eagle. They shall put forth fresh feathers. In other words, there's a renewed strength that comes like eagles. Amen. That's why the eagle's able to live to an old age, to, to a lot, lot, lot older age than most other birds in its category because it has the ability to refeather and it's constantly refeathering. Its new feathers are coming in, old feathers are going out, and there's a renewed strength that happens in the eagle's body. And the eagle is constantly renewing its feathers. And as such, their youth is renewed. Amen. And you can be renewed, the Bible says, like the eagles. As you get to a place of prayer and you say, God, I'm praying you give me some new feathers. God, I pray, Lord, you would renew my strength. Renew my strength, God. Renew my strength, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to help somebody in this place today. Psalm 103 and 5 says, So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. If the musicians could come. Hallelujah. God has not forsaken. And God has not forgotten. His people. He knows the very hairs of your head. The Bible says he, he measures the dust of the earth. How insignificant is the dust. And to think that the God of heaven would get down and form you and I from the dust of the earth. The one that knows how many dust particles out there in the world. The one that weighs the mountains. The one that measures the, the waters in the hollow of his hand, the Bible says. He sees you and I today. And he has a plan in mind. There is in this place, every one of us has an existent self. And an essential self. The existence self is what you see here today. But there's the, the pristine state of being that God has intended for you and I. There's a place that God has designed for you and I to live. And God does not want this church to plateau. God does not want this church to plateau. No way, Jose. But God wants this church to go forward. God wants this church, amen, to be renewed like the eagles. Day by day, God, renew me again. I want to say it's Romans chapter 12. 
that says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to be transformed daily as we're renewing our minds. Renew it, renewing our minds. We gotta renew our minds, church. We gotta put aside every other obstacle, every other thing, and we gotta put our mind upon the Lord and allow God to renew us, allow God to fill us again. If you come here today and you feel dry, dead as corn chunks. If you feel like there's no life in you, God can renew you today. God can renew somebody in this place today. Amen. You're not the first one, amen, that has felt forsaken or felt forgotten. Amen. Because even Jesus on the cross said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He felt all alone. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He overcame. Amen. He overcame. And we go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Amen. Where you were yesterday in prayer. Amen. God wants to take you further today in prayer. What you experienced last year has got touched your life. Amen. There's more that God has in store for you this year. Amen. And I believe it was in the, in the book of Job that he says, But he knows the way that I take. If we could stand to our feet today as we close. He knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I take. For when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. He knows the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Gold is refined in the fire. Amen. If you find yourself in the fire today, if you find yourself in the fire today, amen, let it refine you. If you find yourself in the storm, if you find yourself in a wilderness type experience, amen, let God comfort you. Let God put his hand upon your life. Let God speak to you and let you know that you're not forsaken and you're not forgotten, but God has his eyes upon you. And sometimes, amen, God is... God allows you to go through through certain things so that you can realize I cannot make it without Him. I cannot do it by myself. Amen. Sometimes God allows you to go through things. Amen. So it can refine you so that the impurities can be taken out of your life and God can present you. Amen. Before that celestial city spotless and blameless and holy before Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'd like for us at this time, for I'd like for all the church just to come and make our way down to the altar. As we close in prayer, I'd like for every one of us just to come down and stand shoulder to shoulder. And I'm doing this for a reason today. If you could just make your way down and stand shoulder to shoulder. nothing better than to make you and I feel like we're isolated. Like we're in this all by ourselves. Like you're the only one that's going through things. 
The devil would like for you to feel like you're all alone. You're isolated. You're forgotten. You've been forsaken. God doesn't know your name. God doesn't know what you're going through. God doesn't know the turmoil. God doesn't know the stress. And you're the only one that's going through it. But as you're here this morning, you're standing shoulder to shoulder amongst people that are in the fight with you. You're standing shoulder to shoulder amongst people that have made a determination in their hearts. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to allow God to give me victory. I'm going to allow God to help me. Amen. I want us to lift our hands to God. I want you to feel the presence. Amen. Of the Lord. But I also want you to feel the presence of some people of God that are standing shoulder to shoulder with you. Amen. You can make it. You can make it.